All right, episode 56. Can you even believe it? You know, a little over a year ago, I started this podcast and uh, so crazy. Episode 56. I can honestly hardly believe it uh, myself that I have that much to even say and uh, just so grateful for you listening along. Uh, I'm excited for today's topic. Uh, as the title talks about, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit more into franchising, which, uh, you know, I could go on all day about, but I wanted to keep it fairly short and on point to give you uh, the goods. You can get in and get out and get on with your day. Um, but hey, before we move on, um, I do have two show sponsors that help me power the show. Uh, the first one is Nice Job. Got to give them a shout out. Been with Nice Job now over a year. Uh, has really helped us take off our Google reviews. Uh, honestly, I'm not one to just go recommend uh, software to people because I do think there's so many apps and we're just fatigued of like an app and a login for everything. But I do believe Nice Job is uh, definitely part of our technology stack uh, at my service business at Revive. And so highly recommend uh, you check it out. I've linked up uh, a free trial for you in my show notes. Um, you can go check it out. But essentially, whenever we're done a job and we click close out on Jobber, the client will get texted and emailed uh, a short link where they can literally in like 30 seconds of time uh, leave us a Google review. So we see Google reviews trickling in now every single week. Used to text our clients and I thought that was working great. But really, as you scale a business, you want to have everything standardized so that it can run without you. So nice jobs, our reputation management. Uh, love the software. Totally been a game changer for us. So go ahead, check that out. And second show sponsor before we dive in. Um, you guys know is Jobber. Uh, I just finished speaking at their professional development day last month. Uh, was uh, a totally a bunch of fun to be able to do that. I uh, was honored to share that stage with uh, some world-class speakers. So um, that was a very exciting opportunity for myself. Uh, and we've just been growing on Jobber's platform. We're adding in uh, new clients every single week. Uh, we are sending quotes, we're invoicing, we're scheduling one-stop shop. And you guys may know this or not, but I did try out four other uh, CRMs, customer relationship management softwares, before deciding on pulling the trigger with Jobber uh, and being with them now over three years uh, and has been a huge part of me helping to scale uh, my service business. Again, not going to just recommend software for the fun of it but this is what I found was the most simple to use software. So I think if you're pressure washing or painting or landscaping, uh, I don't know that you can find a more simple to use uh, CRM. So there's my mini rant over on our show sponsors. Uh, we're going to dive in uh, to the episode here and talk about franchising. Thank you for listening. And as always, I do this show for free. If you think it can help an entrepreneur in the home service space, go ahead and share an episode with them. And those of you who've tossed me a five-star review, uh, hugely appreciate you and giving you a digital fist pound. Take care, guys. Hope you enjoy this one. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. What is up today, you guys? 
I am doing fantastic today. I'm excited to uh, be meeting with you here and be recording a, another podcast episode live here coming at you. So really why I do this podcast is I love giving as much free advice as I possibly can. Um, I know that as I was scaling up my cleaning business, you know, I was new to the industry. We're doing like $89,000 in my first year. I was like literally trying to get my hand on, you know, as many free resources as I could. Didn't have much money, um, but knew that I wanted to scale this thing. And I also knew that I was in the truck for, you know, 10, 8, 10, 9 hours a day. Uh, and I knew that I wanted to have some education going in my ears. So I look at it now as a place where my cleaning company has grown to a point it can run without me. I get to formally coach others in the industry and I also get to give back through this free resource. So I want to definitely give you a shout out and thank you if you're listening and finding any value on this every week. I really appreciate you giving me your time and attention. You know, as our economy moves forward, and as your business grows, you're going to realize that time is infinitely more valuable than any sum of money. And so when you give your time to people, you make a deposit of your time, that really means the world. So um, huge thank you for me for, for tuning in. Um, I do just got to touch on our sponsors before we dive in. Uh, the first one up is Nice Job. So you guys know how big I am on Nice Job. Um, we've been able to just stack on the five-star reviews here with my uh, cleaning business because we've got set scripts for our crews, but we've also got um, really great software that helps automate um, this process. I love having a system for everything in our business and getting reviews is no different. So I've linked up for you guys in the notes here. Um, you can check out the show notes if you scroll down a little bit on your iPhone uh, and see a link to Nice Job. You can check them out for a trial. And the second one we got to give it up to before we dive into the meat and potatoes here is the Jobber uh, CRM, Customer Relationship Management Software. So there are a number number of great CRMs on the market. Uh, I love plugging Jobber. I'm on their ambassador team. We use Jobber the last three years in my cleaning business. Uh, I, I test drove guys like four or five different CRMs and Jobber was definitely won me over because it was the most simple to use. So that's why we use it. We love it. We recommend it. So um, if you haven't checked that out yet, again, scroll down on your iPhone, free trial. And also on this one, um, you can save 20% off for six months. So definitely go and check that out in the show notes. So today what we're going to be talking about, um, I love keeping it pretty real on the on these podcasts. And so I just wanted to share a little bit of my uh, mentality behind the growth of my business and also um, the knowledge that I've been accumulating in this industry. So it it really, uh, I, I had literally had a light bulb moment here this last week. Uh, I was on a deep dive call with a prospect who was considering uh, working with me in my high level coaching program. And he literally said, and I thought it was really insightful. He said, look, why are you coaching now if you're already doing great with your business? Okay. So that's a great question that to answer, because what you'll find in our space is people will, you know, scale up a business and they'll systematize it. And it's so amazing. And then the next thing you do, you turn around and check their profile in three or six months. And you know, they've quote unquote sold the business and rode off into the sunset. And I always, it just always seems a little weird to me because I think, look, if like, number one, I understand other opportunities come up and you want to move on and that's totally fine. Right. But 
if it's such like the systematized, robust, well-oiled machine, why would you ever give that up, right? I think of a cleaning company, if you can get that thing going, kicking off a cash flow to you, 10,000, 12,000, 15, $20,000 every month and requires minimal time commitment because it's so systematized and you've got a few managers. I just don't understand why you would ever give that up. Okay. So I always think there's like a few, I, I'm just naturally a little bit skeptical of these stories of if it is so systematized, I don't get why you give it up. And I'll let you guys in on the little dirty secret. In my opinion, as systematized as you make your home service business, it's always going to be inherently a hands-on business. Okay, so you have a choice. You can either be the owner that is very hands-on doing the million things, or you can pay a manager to be hands-on and do those million things. Either way, you're not getting around it because honestly, people want their stuff done right away and they want it done well. And there's a little thing called employees that our businesses typically can't run without having a number of employees generating revenue. Okay. So that is kind of my two cents on the whole coaching industry at large. I think, I think honestly, if your business is systematized, you should be able to keep it for the long term. It should be profitable and you should be able to coach others to do the same. So that is kind of my, my two cents just to kind of build the frame here. Um, on this on this episode as we discuss it so my guy on the on the deep dive call you know it kind of hit me and I thought I'm going to make some content around this because I want to be kind of honest with where my mentality is with this okay so um, I want to be growing my local location first of all uh, with Revive. I want it to continue to be profitable. We're looking at adding some new services. We're looking at growing our team. We're looking at growing people within the company to be better leaders. That is very much going on right now. Okay. So that is what's firing me up. And also being able to coach my team is, is great. Now, that is is a, a running business, right? It's taking maybe five, sometimes 10 hours a week of my time. I love the role that I'm in and I've pretty much delegated everything within the company to be able to run without me, okay? It took me four or five years to figure that out and do it. Now, do, are, do I know everything? Absolutely not. We're still growing, we're still learning. I meet with the team on a weekly basis. I have uh, sit downs with my two managers and so, I'm, you know, monitoring the business, but I'm not super, super actively involved. Okay. So then it goes to the next step, which is the, the F word in business, right? Not the one you're thinking of It's franchising, right? Everyone goes, Oh, you've got this local location. It's running. Why don't you franchise it? Right? Why don't you take it to California and Calgary and Oklahoma and Kansas city and all these areas, right? Just franchise it. And to be honest with you guys, I was in a franchise in my painting days for a number of years. And like anything in life, there's pros and cons to everything. Okay. But I'm going to be a bit bullish here on this, on this episode and give my honest feedback. Um, I honestly think between you and me listening, I think the franchise model and home services is a little bit of an outdated dinosaur model. And I'll tell you why is because typically franchisers will find someone who's very ambitious, wants to grow, but maybe they're a bit, you know, a bit scared of risk. And so they'll say, hey, buy all my systems give me, you know, $50, $55,000 to buy this. And then you're going to be paying this ongoing royalty fee of eight, nine, 10%. Okay. So that's what a lot of people sign up for. And 
10 years, 15 years ago, that was a very interesting prospect, right? It was really, I think 1-800-GOT-JUNK was a great case study of how, you know, Brian Scudamore really franchised this thing and it took off. But what you see now is like thousands of painting franchises and tons of washing franchises and tons of this and that. And to be honest, these aren't difficult you know, businesses to run where there's all this intellectual property, which is licensed and, you know, you're, there's this secret sauce. Really, the secret sauce is the people you can get and then also the systems that they have to operate. And so what came to a point of about a year and a half ago, I kind of stepped back and I looked and I said, look, we can franchise this revive location, which we still may do in the future. But for right now, it's a great local business. It's profitable and doesn't take a ton of my time. But more what I find is that there's a there's a 10,000 times gap in the market of small guys, small girls, potentially like you listening to this, where you have a, a window cleaning business that does, you know, $112,000 a year. But you have no idea how to scale it up to half a million or 750 or a million dollars, right? You need to have some type of a mentor, a guide. And so that's ultimately why I chose to say, hey, look, I don't want to go travel around the country and meet people who are working for corporate America and say, hey, have I got an opportunity for you? You should pay me 50 grand and then pay me a royalty fee. I think there's already hundreds of thousands of home service franchises doing that. And I don't think the future is bright for that in, in my honest opinion. I think where the future is bright is for um, the, the market opportunity, in my opinion, is finding people again like yourself who need some help with branding, need help with marketing, need help selling in person, need to know their numbers, need to know how to build out a recruiting ecosystem, need to be held accountable, you know, all need to systematize their operations, need help with the mindset. These are all the things that I help inside my coaching program. I think that's more the need than, you know, going and convincing people to dive into washing. So the other problem with franchises is that a franchisor will, they're great at selling franchises, right? So they'll go and recruit someone and say, hey, let me teach you the systems. But after a year, 18 months, two years, pretty much you kind of know everything and you've grown your location now to three, 400 grand and you make 85 to $100,000 of, of profit, which is, you know, by anyone's standard, a pretty good living. But what happens is you probably in your franchise agreement signed a non, you know, non-compete agreement. So you can't just you're basically stuck. You're handcuffed, golden handcuffed to this to this franchisor, and you're paying, you know, thirty five, forty five, fifty five thousand dollars every year in a royalty. When really that franchisor doesn't have a whole lot of incentive to continue coaching you and growing you. Right? Again, a lot of franchises franchisors will sell franchises, but then there's no type of like, hey, this is your coach. You have a weekly meeting with this coach to set goals and accountability, it just doesn't happen. Because if you actually look at the numbers of a franchisor, you need to sell like 20 or 30 locations just to be able to make your nut and make this thing profitable and worth it. Okay, so a whole lot goes into franchising. It is a ton of uh, uh, legal work. It's a lot of cost and you also gotta hit it at scale, okay? If you end up with 17 locations, that might sound great to your buddies at the bar, 
But financially, if you look at those 17, six or seven of them are going to really suck. Three or four are going to do the bulk of the revenue. And then you're going to have all these people in the middle that are just kind of ticking along that, you know, might take a lot of your time. Maybe they're not growing very quick. Maybe they're they're in a great market, but they're not putting in the work. So a lot of stuff can go into it that is just, to be honest with you, it's not a road that I really want to be walking down, at least right now in this stage of growth with my local business. So that is a roundabout way of answering this question of, hey, look, I figured out a thing or two how to systematize a home service business. I don't ethically feel great about making someone pay me royalties till the day I die, even though, yeah, that would be nice for a, a wealth generation. But I know the margins in a cleaning business, in a painting business, in a landscaping or junk removal business, there, there's not a whole lot of room there to be married, to be paying an eight or 10% fee to a franchisor, right? When you grow, let's just do this math, right? Let's say you're paying, usually they get you with a franchise fee and then they get you with an admin fee and a software fee and a license fee and this fee and that fee. Let's throw it all in for 10%. Let's just say that's pretty normal in our space, okay? So when you get your window cleaning franchise to 500,000, you're paying this franchisor $50,000 of your hard earned revenue. And what are you, they're gonna tell you you're getting a brand, okay? Well, let's just talk about brand for a sec, right? This isn't a Subway, this isn't a McDonald's, this isn't somewhere that's known across the globe. This is literally like magic wand window cleaning, right? No one knows about you. You'd be way, way, way better off going with a coach who's already done it, not going to take any equity, no type of royalty deal, just someone to show you the way. And hey, work with the coach as long as you're getting value. When you're not getting value, part ways and move on. That's what I think will be the new model through the 2020s and beyond, right? That's literally just what I believe. I think I've talked to so many franchises that they're stuck, right? They grew and they're stuck. They don't hear from the franchiser. The franchiser has no incentive to coach them up. They're just sitting cashing these royalty checks and they're spread too thin. So you can obviously see my opinion is, is pretty one-sided on this. And that's why I chose, I don't wanna go sell a bunch of revive locations and get people paid into royalties. I'd rather find someone stuck with their brand that needs help consult with them for for six months 12 months 18 months like i'm working with clients right now i think will be some of them will be with me for many many years to come because we're a great fit and we're scaling their business very quickly so you gotta in business you gotta just make sure that you're receiving a fair exchange of value and in my honest opinion i just feel the franchisor franchisee there's there's generally not a fair exchange of value there there is for probably the first year or two Beyond that, it goes very lopsided, in my opinion, where this franchisee is stuck and they've scaled up a brand that, you know, they quote unquote own it, but they kind of, they do own it, but they own it paying royalty fees. So it just, it's a flawed dinosaur model in my, in my honest opinion. So, you know, what can we kind of do about that is when you grow to 500,000, you're paying a $50,000 royalty fee, literally guys in home services, that could be your operations manager salary that could be a salesperson salary like that's why it just the numbers don't work right as in a home service franchise when you're married to a royalty you can kind of scale your business up to like half a million dollars but 
for you to actually relinquish that control of being the hands-on operator, it, it just gets really tough. Cause even if you scale it up to a million dollars, then you're paying a hundred grand, right? You might've worked yourself out of a job, but there's all this excess money that's just going out the door that for a hundred grand, you could hire an absolute rock star GM who you would literally work two hours a week in the business because this person for that salary should be able to run it. Okay. So it's just lots of stuff to think about as you scale your business. If you're in a franchise right now, I'm not saying go terminate the agreement, but I do think I would get pretty scrappy with talking to your franchise. They're saying, Hey, we have some fast growth here on the horizon. I'm not comfortable with this 10% fee. It's literally an anchoring me down. I need to have a, a thinner fee, but I'm going to be able to make that up with a royalty, right? So at the end of the day, you're going to get the same dollar amount, but I'm going to be able to grow this business and spread the brand. Like that's the type of conversation I would be having. So all this to wrap up. If you're in a, in a franchise right now, it's not the end of the world by any means. My honest opinion would be to grow the business without paying a royalty fee, to grow it without giving up equity. And that's why I chose this coaching model, module, coaching model, sorry, in that, you know, once you get it set up properly, if you're not getting value, you shouldn't be sticking with a coach, right? A coach should be giving you value every week, giving you actionable advice, how you can grow your business. And that's the last point. I feel like this episode's maybe a bit more of a rant, but that's the last point on a coaching program, guys. It should not just, you shouldn't have a coach who's just a cheerleader, right? You should have a coach giving you actionable information each week saying, stop doing this, stop doing this. You need to do just this, right? And I think a problem in our industry is people will grow a business and they'll say, okay, Chris, all you got to do is do this because that worked great for me. But it's like, that is the dumbest thing to say because we're talking about different markets here, different demographics, different spending behaviors. You can't coach somebody just because something worked for you, right? Like I know door knocking works great. Well, guess what? Not everyone in my program is going to be gung ho about door knocking, right? I'm not going to coach you to do something if that's incongruent with your values. Okay. So you need to work with the coach who just be it, who resonates with you, who's already done it and someone who walks the talk. And unfortunately in our industry, a lot of these coaching programs are just kind of like feel good group general discussions where you come off and you're like, that was like, fun to be on that call, but I have no idea what I have to do next. Okay. So there needs to be an element of like, there's some accountability here. I'm getting a kick in the butt to get this done. And I got a week to get this done because I'm going to be, you know, pretty freaked out if I don't get this done in the next week, because I'm going to have to come on in front of all my mates here on this call and actually confess and say, Hey, I didn't get my stuff done. So kind of all works together. Okay. So that is a roundabout way to answer why at this point, I'm choosing to build one awesome solid location and I'm choosing to not franchise it, but instead I'm choosing to coach others with brands and use my IP that I've learned through 13 years of doing this saying, Hey, I'm going to go help you systematize your business. We're going to work together. You're going to be left with a much more better turnkey location, profitable. You're going to have a better lifestyle. And by the time we're done working together, you're going to own the whole thing. I just literally feel ethically better about that than doing a ton of these equity deals where I'm taking people's equity. So that is my two cents on that. So if this has resonated with you guys, I would love to hear from you. 
Uh, I've got a number of emails this past week from you guys listening um, saying, hey, this is this is fantastic. You know, I really like this episode. Um, thanks so much for keeping this going. Uh, I would really recommend guys just reaching out, sending me a line, right? You can send me an email directly, uh, dave at homeservicebusinesscoach.com. And then as you guys know, I like free resources, right? This is great to listen along here, but I want to be able to give you even more free value. So you can always, when you're on Facebook, literally just search in groups, search home service cleaning entrepreneurs. We now have over 3,200 cleaning entrepreneurs all across the United States into Canada and Australia. And that group is growing by about 50 to 100 members every single week. So I try to stay fairly active on there and give more actionable advice like you're getting on this podcast. So if you haven't plugged into that group, definitely check it out. Uh, but I'm going to let you guys run with your day. Again, uh, the theme of this new year is going to be some shorter, punchier episodes that you can actually pull out some actionable advice. And while I felt like today was a bit more of a rant, I think it'll give you um, good food for thought to think about um, how you want to be scaling up your business and taking it to the next level. So I appreciate your time. I love you guys very much and take care and have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.